Welcome to Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story. I'm your host, Koro Tarod, and I'm coming to you from the Lower Galilee, where my wife and I live. Thank you for joining me today. The world is presently engaging in a global war on two fronts, COVID-19 and Ukraine. Both situations are interconnected, both fighting for the survival of democracies and freedoms. One struggling to have the freedom to be a sovereign nation, and the rest of humanity fighting for the freedom against complete governmental control. The New Iranian Nuclear Deal In a CBN News report entitled, This Deal is Illegal, critics warn New Iranian Nuclear Deal Will Pave Way to Atomic Bomb by Chris Mitchell, dated March 7, 2022. He states that while the entire world remains fixated on Ukraine, a major geopolitical event is unfolding in Vienna and is very concerning for the entire Middle East region. What is troubling for the region is that the renegotiated Iranian nuclear deal is reportedly close to being signed and critics are concerned that it is worse than the original. After 11 months of negotiations, Israel is seeing a proverbial quote-unquote, five-alarm fire, and the nation of Russia is a key player taking part in these negotiations. Russia is now requesting that they get written guarantees stating that the sanctions that they are getting from its war on Ukraine will not stop its trade with Iran. The Prime Minister of Israel, Naftali Bennett, said this of the potential nuclear deal, and I quote, We look to Vienna and we are deeply troubled by what we see. For Israel and all the stability-seeking forces in the Middle East, the emerging deal, as it seems, is highly likely to create a more violent, volatile Middle East. End quote. Russia working closely with Syria. In a CBS News article dated March 7, 2022, written by Emily Jones, entitled, Russia Recruiting Syrians, for warfare in Ukraine, Wall Street Journal reports. She writes that Russia is rounding up fighters in Syria for urban warfare in Ukraine as Moscow deepens its offensive against its neighbor. Analysts are concerned that the introduction of tens of thousands of Syrian fighters to the war in Ukraine is a sign that Putin is expanding the conflict. This is getting the attention of Israel who has good ties with both Ukraine and Russia and has established herself as a diplomatic resource to end the conflict. The article goes on to explain that the war in Ukraine has caused Israel to walk a diplomatic tightrope, teetering between protecting their own national security interest and paying attention to international calls from other nations to get tough with Moscow. Israel as a nation currently collaborates with Russia on military operations against Iranian-backed militias in Syria and sees this relationship as important to its national security. Yet, the rapidly growing humanitarian crisis in Ukraine is putting tremendous pressure on Israel to intervene. The COVID mandates continue on. The COVID pandemic suddenly has disappeared in the news. Yet the COVID mandates continue. It's as if COVID never existed 
yet it is still amongst us. And the numbers of people getting COVID in Israel is now steadily increasing. And now there has been a new mutation that has been introduced to Israel called Delta Cron. Has this abrupt pivot due to the war in Ukraine all but forgotten the people who were informing the world on this pandemic? One story that got my attention was when my close friend from college emailed me on what he experienced this past week. He works in a school district in the States, and the school asked him if he would chaperone a trip. When they found out he was unvaccinated, they told him he could not go. He explained that he recovered from COVID and had natural immunity. The school trip involved going to places that require proof of vaccination for entry. The fact that he had natural immunity wasn't their concern. A whole lot of firing going on. On Monday, February 14th, recently elected New York City Mayor Eric Adams fired 1,430 unvaccinated public servants. That list included members of the police department, Department of Education, Housing Authority, and the Sanitation Department. The largest portion of those fired were the New York City teachers that totaled over 900 employees. These teachers braved the pandemic and now suddenly are told that they are health threats to the children they taught for years. New York City teachers are now dealing with a harsh new reality of being unemployed without the possibility of ever receiving an insurance for their service. All of these brave, essential workers put their collective lives on the line during the pandemic so that all New Yorkers could have safer lives. My question at this time is, is this democracy at work or is it something else? Victimized by the vaccine mandates. According to the Daily Mail online article dated November 4th, 2021, New York City firefighter who stepped over dead bodies on 9-11 now says he's been forced to retire because of the city's COVID vaccine mandate, even though he's already overcome the virus. Fireman Gary DiBiase and his wife, Anna Rose Carpiento, sonographer at Bellevue Hospital, have been victimized by New York City's force mandates. Gary worked with the Ladder 109 from Staten Island and is being forced into early retirement after serving 23 and a half years with his fire department. Although he and his wife both recovered from COVID, New York City officials refused to honor their natural immunity, despite the fact that studies from Israel say that it is much better than vaccinated immunity. Is this the form of gratitude New York City officials and elected leaders show New York's bravest who were at 9-11? New York City's pandemic motto was quote-unquote New York tough. Yet, the people who have suffered the toughest consequences were the ones who were bravest working in hospitals and front lines in the darkest hours of this COVID crisis. The words of Emma Lazarus. The Jewish poet Emma Lazarus published her most famous sonnet, The New Colossus, in 1883, and her words are permanently engraved at the base of the Statue of Liberty for all visitors from around the world to read. Her words speak to the possibilities of uniting all lives under the canopy of freedom 
and hope. She writes in the last part of her sonnet, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. The firing of the unvaccinated in New York City is not the fulfillment of the vision and dream of the late Emma Lazarus. Mass Formation Psychosis Are you familiar with the theory that was first put out there by Professor Matthias Desmet of the University of Ghent? Recently, one of the original inventors of the mRNA vaccine, Dr. Robert Malone, went on a podcast show in America and explained that in the 1920s and in the 1930s in Germany, highly intelligent people went mad. He asked rhetorically, how did that happen? I am paraphrasing Dr. Malone's words. He said, when you have a society that has become decoupled from each other and has free-floating anxiety in a sense that things don't make sense, we can't understand it, and then their attention gets focused by a leader or series of events on one small point, just like being mesmerized, they become literally transfixed and can be led anywhere. Dr. Robert Malone went on to explain on another podcast that one-third of the American public is under this condition. One-third see what is happening, and one-third of the citizens are watching and waiting to see what will happen. What hits me hard about Dr. Robert Malone's words is that when global fear is caused and perpetrated by world leaders, all of us have the capability to become captivated by it. The politics of fear can be based on reality or unreality. It can be anything. It can be an impending war, a medical cure for sickness, social villains, a virus, and the possibility of dying from, quote-unquote, any so-called danger. The politics of fear go deep into one of our greatest needs, as Brandeis professor and noted Jewish psychologist Abraham Maslow has stated, that one of our greatest needs is the need for self-preservation. God is the only one who can take away our fears that go deeply into our subconsciousness. The scriptures tell us in Psalm chapter 34, verse 4, I sought the Lord, and He delivered me from all my fears. Stockholm Syndrome Have you heard of the phrase Stockholm Syndrome? This is another psychological phenomenon that has been going on since the beginning of the pandemic. The term Stockholm Syndrome first came into play in 1973 when four hostages were taken in captivity during a bank robbery in Stockholm, Sweden. The hostages defended their captors after being released and would not agree to testify in court against them. My questions are, has this happened to us? Have we as Israeli citizens and citizens of the world become captivated and captured by the technocrats, futurists, and globalists? Do we feel like there is no way out unless we join forces with them? Caroline Austin Fitz, investment banker and former assistant secretary of housing and urban development for housing 
said, and I am paraphrasing her words, the world is shifting from democracies to a technocratic state. People like Bill Gates have joined forces with the likes of Dr. Tony Fauci to create an impenetrable rule of power that is virtually unmatched in modern history. End of statement. The Hebrew Scriptures in the New Testament provide us with verses of hope and reassurance for these troubling days. Isaiah writes in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. A question by Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. Robert F. Kennedy, Jr., environmentalist lawyer and fighter for children's rights, has asked a very poignant and powerful question for the times we're living in. It's a question that we should all consider. He said, Why is there censorship in a public health crisis? His question remains unanswered by the powers that be. The world prides itself on the access to information 24-7. Social media outlets like Twitter and Facebook are used by millions of users around the world each day. Yet, in one of the worst pandemics in modern history, censorship has been implemented at a fever pitch. News and information is being censored by many people who are presenting anything contradictory to the Fauci-Gates alliance narrative. These people who are being censored have been respected professionals and many have practiced medicine for years with great results. Why all of a sudden are they such a big threat? If news is censored, could that news be telling the truth? If it isn't, why is it being censored? A writer foretold. As a kid growing up, I loved the works of Jewish-Russian author Alexander Solzhenitsyn. His writing of the books One Day in the Life of Ivan Denisevich and the Gulag Archipelago chronicle the totalitarianism, camp survival, surveillance, and autocratic power of the Russian government from 1918 to 1956. The book gives us a bird's-eye view of the widespread censorship and economic hardships that governments and leaders can inflict on any society and hold an entire people in the shackles of state-run control. Solzhenitsyn was an advocate of no censorship for any society, and he shares a powerful quote on the dangers of censorship that feel as if they were written in 2022 instead of many years ago. He says, and I quote, Woe to that nation whose literature is disturbed by the invention of power, because that is not just violation against freedom of print. It is the closing down of the heart of a nation, a slashing to pieces of its memory. End quote. History all over again. Is history repeating itself? What happened in the 1930s in Germany? Do you remember what happened to public information and all the many books that were destroyed? Does the date May 10th 1933, ring a bell. On May 10, 1933, as a part of an effort to align German arts and culture with Nazi ideas, university students in college towns all across Germany burned thousands of books they considered to be un-German, heralding an era of state censorship and cultural control. Is this psychosis happening now? 
Is there a similar situation taking place all over the world? I leave that to you, the listening audience, to decide. You are the students of history, and you can make a real difference in your homes, neighborhoods, and communities to see that this tyranny is met with a challenge before more liberties and more freedoms are taken away by the powers that be. The Power of Big Media Big media has the power to create narratives that affect millions of people around the world in real time. If the news that you and I are getting is not being shared from an objective point of view, it is just propaganda for big governments to continue controlling the herds of its citizens. Over the course of the pandemic, big media has demonized and villainized 12 leaders calling them the disinformation dozen censoring their works from YouTube and Twitter. They recently vilified Dr. Joseph Mercola and pronounced him as the leader of the misinformation movement. Dr. Mercola is the man who has written many peer review articles, and suddenly, because of pressures from the powers that be, he had to delete 15,000 articles off of his website. Thankfully, through the miracle of modern technology, the osteopath from Florida, Dr. Mercola, was able to retrieve all of his deleted files. This is a luxury that the authors in the 1930s, whose books were burned and destroyed in Germany, did not have. If there is anything that this pandemic has shown us, it is what Robert F. Kennedy shared before delivering his speech at the Defeat the Mandates rally in Washington, D.C., on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. He said, and I am paraphrasing his words, the freedoms that the citizens of the world have had ripped away by the globalists, government leaders, and technocrats during this pandemic will not be given back to us without standing up for the truth. The abusive power from the world leaders and technocrats will not be given back easily. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. went on to say that this is not enough that they have come after our jobs education, public transportation, and traveling. They are now coming after the innocent children. He went on to explain that we are in the midst of a global coup d'etat against democracy to set up a global, totalitarian state worldwide leadership. The question lies with us, the people. How much more of our freedoms will they take before they try and take all of it away? A biblical mandate. Proverbs chapter 31 verses 8 through 9 is a biblical mandate that gives people of faith a template and a blueprint on what role we can participate in this fallen world. This biblical mandate should be used for our families, our neighborhoods, our communities, and shared amongst our friends both near and far. It says, Speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. For the rights of all who are destitute, speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. In the context of this pandemic, I must ask the question, who are those who need support and representation that goes beyond the legal definition of due process? Those would be all the unborn children, those permanently injured, by the vaccination, those who have lost their lives 
from COVID-19 and the many families who have been placed in a difficult position of having to choose between keeping their jobs or protecting their bodies. Join me next time on Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story, when I will be bringing you another update from Israel. See you soon.